Oh, Arjuna, I am the self, seated in the hearts of all beings. I am the beginning and the life, and I am the end of them all. I am the spirit who lives in the depths of the soul of every creature. And he continues by saying, of all the creative powers, I am the creator. Among the forces of vitality, I am the life. So friends, we start our public talk today trying to connect that vital original power to the cosmic law field that surrounds us, that interpenetrates us and guides and makes us part of the greater whole. You could ask the question, what is universal love? Where does that inner force come from? It is sometimes described as love which is patient and kind. Love that does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. The source of this description is universal love. The ancient wisdom of Lord Krishna, Krishna says, who is different, who is indifferent, to praise and to censure, who enjoys silence, who is contented with every fate that comes to them, who has no fixed abode, who is steadfast in their mind and filled with devotion, such a person is their beloved. And so, for the aspirant, the seeker of truth, universal love can be the love that is born by the universe as a participant in the social or cosmic order. For a disciple, universal love can be love that is shown to each being as a bearer of a piece of the universe and recognition. This love can be developed in particular through devotion to the divine. This universal love is God itself. So how do we connect to the universal love, friends? Through a new consciousness that has to be born. This new consciousness awakens 
from the admin, from the spirit spark in us. With the help of the new consciousness, our entire system can be connected increasingly in strength, in vitality, and radiance to this universal love. We can join the shoreless waters of Akshara, where the living water of love flows. Listen to the guidance of Krishna. Listen to the inner calling and power which gives us the wisdom and the strength to continue connecting to the seven worlds, to the seven helping cords of love, to the seven sounds that transform our being. So, ancient knowledge from the many traditions are very useful today because as we carry that yearning to return home, a trail is shown going back many centuries, how to and why to. A witness of this inner transformation is documented in many writings. We are reminded for those who are ready to return to the imperishable, to the indestructible one. It is called by many names and yet we sense it is in our being as a gift of life to accomplish. The compass is in us and the ancient knowledge documented and passed down reminds us that there is a map, there is a path, there are stages of development. The more we spend time contemplating this path, the heritage of ancient knowledge the more the universal love field affects us and we can hear the voice of Krishna, the inner God who guides our chariot of life, our chariot of life systems to victory. And so we ask ourselves, we know this already, the kingdom of God is within us. We start with that which is within us. We'll all have the potential to be Arjuna within and have Atman, the rose of the heart, which must return to the perfect world of Brahman. We are given choices every day to realize who we are, to make straight the path and to discover the truth. The truth needs no other proof than the knowledge one has of it. If we ourselves do not recognize such knowledge, it is of great value to consider reading the works of the sages, 
who have perceived the truth and teach us the way by which we ourselves can obtain this knowledge, which is the ultimate object of human existence. The sages teaches to listen to the voice of Krishna, the inner spirit, to allow us to penetrate the truth. A new soul has to be born. We have to allow for the birth of a new soul, which will listen to the inner spirit, Krishna, and gain strength to walk the path of return to the kingdom of God. This new soul is born out of the cooperation with the earthly soul that has to decrease in its influence and direction in our life. The earthly soul has to yield to a new astral fullness, to a new force that permeates the world and awakens and nourishes the new soul. This nascent soul perceives the vision from the spirit and after a moment in time agrees to follow the path of return to the oneness of life. A new astral force enters our being, enters a space in us called our respiration field. This new astral force allows us to breathe in a new light powers and with possibilities. To the extent that we yearn to return to the union with the one is the extent that this possibility is given us to rise from that nature of perishability to the region of the truth. Then we are able to connect to the universal logos, to the calling light and power that has always existed and which calls all of life from thousands of years to return home. We then join the seekers of the light who not only have heard of the truth, but have become the truth. They bear witness to the truth and lived with their fellow human beings continuously, demonstrating in their very life the truth itself in human dimensions. They shine the light in the darkness of human existence and remind all seekers of the secret of their existence. They bring the message of the light, the message of the ancient knowledge and make it wisdom of today. Living in the now, demonstrating its reality in the now.
Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.